Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back to another astounding episode of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick, and with me, as always, is Anthony the Rook, TJ, who is hammered, and our intern, that way, that that way, that way, that way, that way, Sal's over there. Stack guy Sal in the house. How are we doing, boys? It's good to be back. I, I feel like this, I don't know, I, I know we were together last week-ish, kind of. I wasn't in my normal spot, and I just, I felt so uncomfortable uh, on location that it just recording from a hotel never feels good. Nothing like being back in your home office, but you know what, Nick, you look good. Nice plaid shirt, nice cowboy hat. You look good. You look good today too. You no cowboy hat this week. Though. Look at that. I don't know who's younger right now, TJ or uh, Sal. Cause they're both baby faces. Right. Now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be yeah. But here Isn't we are. Nice? We're back again. It's always nice to be back with you guys. I will, uh, I will say this before we get started because we do have a topic. Uh, so last week, me and Nick were in Nashville. We had promised that we would do <laughs> we would do content. Well, we also were in Nashville for a bachelor party, and that's why there will be no content from Nashville. <laughs> because What happens uh, in Nashville stays in Nashville. Nashville yeah. It's amazing so, I can create content when I'm in another fucking country, but you guys take an hour and a half flight and you can't handle it. Man the fuck up. <laughs> it wasn't about the flight. How much trouble yeah, could you yeah. have gotten into? Yeah. How much trouble would I have gotten into? I would say you were with your wife. How much trouble could you have gotten into? A yeah. lot. I had a babysitter. So it was kind of like uh, if I do something stupid, it ain't on me. I just, the stupidest like, thing oh, you did was go surfing. I, yes. I was amazing at it. Kiss my ass. I'm not saying you weren't. I'm saying uh, that was the stupidest thing you could have done. That's not true actually, at all. The worst thing that could happen to you is fall overboard. Yeah, that's pretty fucking bad, especially when you're, you know, sleeping on the 10th floor. Yeah. It's water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst thing, the worst thing that happened to us is I, I lost our key to Ooh. the hotel. Well, I didn't lose it. I mixed it up with someone else's. So Yeah, but we didn't realize it till like three o'clock in the morning when it was time to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> so I had to wait like at the that... lobby. But the funny part about it is the elevators were glass. So the entire time as I'm going down I'm like this, just waving to Nick. 
And Nick is like fuming. I'm simmering. He's all so right. Mad. I'm just sitting there. Like, no, the best Nick? part was we get I back to the room. Here. So so Rook went back to the room in the middle of the night, like to go get cigars for everybody. And he wanted to put on his cowboy boots. So, and he wanted to get a hat. So he goes to the room, he comes back. He was the last one in our room. We finally get into the room and there's porn on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not go or do you stream it to it? I said, dude, what the hell were you doing? Now, to to be fair, I was watching a movie on Showtime. I can't remember what it was because we were drinking that much. But when we got back, it was Skinamax was basically on. And he's like, why would you two different channels. It looked really already caught line, bro. It was like the Skinamax, the Showtime Skinamax. You know what I'm talking about? Like that, like. What is that like B movie porn basically? Soft you were, soft dude, you were watching Spanker <laughs> you were away from your wife for a weekend. Okay, there's no shame in it. You wrote no, one oh, out. I was watching Shutter Island. That's what I was watching. Shutter Island, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. All I know is yeah. that the lotion Shut was the a little porn bit off less. next time. <laughs> the lotion was a little bit less than it was when I left the hotel. <laughs> well, I will Just say this saying. about glass elevators. We went on a cruise in our early 20s with a bunch of friends, right? And I got absolutely ossified, and I thought it was a great idea to run back to the room. We were all hanging out in uh, the library part of the ship right next to the glass elevators because all the bars were closed. It was like 3 a.m., and I thought it was a great idea to run back to the room, put a robe on. Underneath that robe, I was wearing my wife's bikini top, and I rode the (laughs) glass elevator about 10 floors up and down, just opening it up and dancing and it got a laugh on our floor and then horrified like 12 other floors. <laughs> uh, the only thing missing was that, you know, uh, Buffalo Bill music in the uh, Silence of the Lambs. I, I thought you were the goodbye horses. I thought you were going to say the only thing missing was that glass elevator going through the roof and you owning a chocolate factory at the end. No, I was literally <laughs> muttering to myself, would you fuck I, me? I thought you were gonna- I'd fuck me. I thought you were going to do like the cable guy when he was like rubbed his nipple against the. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Billy. <laughs> well, well actually, this is a natural segue right into hockey. So, uh, oh, absolutely. absolutely. TJ, absolutely. TJ, me and Sal are going to step out. You guys do your New York Ranger thing. All right. All right, bro. He's going to go put on some Skinamax and empty out the lotion, is what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. He's going to empty out more than the lotion. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nick, you were tweeting, my man. You were texting about how much you hate Gorgiev. That game sucked. You know, here's the deal that bothers me the most with Gorgiev. Um, I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend like the Rangers play the greatest defense in the world. They have their good games. They have their bad games. They usually have their bad games when Gorgiev's playing. But well, you know what? It, that will, will, Before you continue – I think that the Rangers have become accustomed to being able to take on 35, 40 shots on net and still come away with the win, knowing that Chesty's back there because he's a fucking brick wall, dude. I mean, he's he's the league leader, and that creates a comfort zone. That's I don't think it's fair to Gorgiev. Excuse me. I don't think he's the type of player that can go once every six games. So it's definitely rough on him. But the problem is when you go from Shesty to Gorgiev, it's noticeable. And it, it it creates a problem because essentially it's a loss about 66, 70% of the time. I think he's lost his last five straight. Right. It's And, and he's <laughs> given up like somewhere between 
three and five goals every game. And, Again, and coming against those odds are bad. It's tough to come in and not be the starting goalie and come in cold and make those type of saves because the Rangers, as a group, they allow 30, 40 shots on goal a night. So, it, it, listen, it's a tough task to put Gorgiev into it, but I don't think it. it's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to Gorgiev, but it's not fair to the fans knowing that going into that game, it, it's it's almost like an automatic loss. You need to give Shesty the rest. You know, Shesterkin deserves, you know, the rest. You want him to stay, you know, energized and, and, and you know, have enough energy left in the tank going into the playoffs because the Rangers are going into the playoffs, you know, no doubt about it. So he needs his rest, but at the same time, it's like, you know, when Gallant's going through the line, the the schedule, I feel like he's just checking off boxes like, all right, that's an L, that's an L, that's an L. And it's tough. It's tough to be a fan for those games. It, it really is. Um, The only thing I don't like is the, is the Georgiev uh, apologists. That, you know, they, they blame everything but him. And I'm like, listen, the guy still can't win a one-on-one. I, I, if he's in the net and it goes to OT or shootout, whatever, I know we are going to lose. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he's won one shootout his entire career to this point. And, and then I hear other people sitting there going, oh, well, how could you expect a guy to sit for X amount of days and then come out and be hot? That's his job. Yeah. That's his job. He could play 30 games in a row. He still couldn't win on breakaway. You know, no, like it, it's it's just like then let him go someplace else and be a starter every game and see if, what we got there in, in that sense. But to sit there and try to say, oh well, he's coming off being cold. He hasn't played next amount of games. That's why. Then go away. Then like like then you serve zero purpose. If your if your goal as the as the backup goalie is to lose games and then blame the organization for not playing you over arguably the best goalie in the NHL right now, which is really not is, arguable. No, it's not I'll even say, arguable. It's, I'll is. say arguably just because he's so very young and there's going to be somebody that goes, wait, there's a veteran that's 10,000 times This season, better. he is hands down the best goalie in the league. I and agree. Aside from winning, uh, what what is it? The What's the goalie award? The Vesna? Vesna. Uh, aside from winning the Vesna, he, he's definitely a candidate for the, the Hart Trophy. I mean, if he's not he the most valuable player in the league, he won't get it just because... He he won't get it because of goals because he doesn't score goals. I mean that's that's what it goes I down get to. it, but that that save percentage, especially through the first what is it the fi- first fifty two games of the uh, of the year, the only I think only one other goalie through fifty two games in a that's season. Correct. He's yeah. number two on that list yeah. through fifty two games. And that, he's number two that on that set, list of all time. That was set in like the seventies, I think. Yeah, but I mean, um, think about how long hockey's been around. Now, I I agree with you, but what I'm saying is that. It's like a pitcher winning MVP in baseball. No, I, I get it. I understand. But this season, there's a lot of guys racking up the goals. And it's pretty widespread through the league. I mean, yep. you got Kreider. Uh, I think he's number three or number four on the list right now. He had goals. Yeah. At, at a, at, for most of the season, he was number one and number two. So I think it's pretty widespread with the goal scoring. It's going to be hard to give it to a, a goal scorer. I think the standout for a position player for the season so far is definitely Shostarkin. It, I agree with you, but I just know how the NHL is. He's not going to win it. They're going to give it to what's his face from Toronto. Who? Uh, my oh, um, I, name, name escapes me right now. I got gotcha. you. 
But I mean, uh, yeah, it's listen, it, it's tough. It's tough to run down that schedule. I mean, I think the game to start Gorgiev would have been against the Devils rather than the Wild. The Wild's a good team. The Devils suck. Let, let's yeah. face it, they're awful. Um, but I, I'm not. I'm not drugging on. I can't make those decisions. I did see somebody uh, pose out there. Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. Yes. Sorry about that. Well, he does have that awesome stash, so you, you can't take <laughs> that away from him. Um, I did see somebody pose out there that if uh, Flory is out there on the on the block, how much is it worth for uh, a rental? And and I like that. I like being able to bring in a veteran like that to back up Shusterkin. And I love it going into the playoffs because, listen, Shusterkin gets out there. He gets in the place. He comes out of the crease. He plays the puck. That increases your odds of getting checked and knocked down and hurt. He's aggressive. And we love him for being aggressive. And he plays great, especially because he's aggressive. I just want him but, to score a goal. Oh, dude, I, I want to see that so bad. What, what did you miss by a freaking inch the other night? Uh, yeah, probably like two inches. Did you see the other day they were practicing and he was working his one-timers? One-timers. He has a better one-timer than me. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I'm shit at hockey, but I, I could definitely shoot the puck. <laughs> and to watch a goalie with a goalie stick rip one-timers with ease like that, I mean. He's a special guy. That's some fancy shit. But he's going to work on the knuckle puck. <laughs> the goalie! <laughs> the goalie! <laughs> But uh, you know the Rangers are in a lot of discussions about uh, about trades and and there's some right. potential trades coming out there and uh, we were looking at a few that we saw um, from uh, uh, Forever Blue Shirts posted right. an article today about about potential trade candidates or trade right. targets. We're, we're two weeks away from the trade deadline. Um, it seems like everybody's in agreement that Miller is going to be too high of a cost to try to go after. And I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze to give up that many prospects and that many picks. So um, they they ran down a, a lineup of uh, the Rangers' top trade targets, which include um, Rickard Rackle uh, playing with the Mighty Ducks. You got uh, Ben Chirot playing with the uh, – hold on a second – the Canadiens. Uh, Phil Kessel, and I saw Phil Kessel pop up earlier in the year too. Listen, he's 34 years old. He's He's got, you know, apropos, 34 points in 55 games with the Coyotes. Nice um, use of apropos. What? No, thank you, nice sir. Use of yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, I think if you want the veteran aspect, Phil Kessel's the guy. But then again, I, I, I don't know if Phil Kessel brings enough to the team. It, he'd have to come cheap, um, especially being just a rental. But I think that grizzled veteran, if you're looking for that grizzled veteran, somebody that's going to get the team through, somebody that's going to come out. I mean, the guy lives and breathes hockey. So if you want that veteran aspect, I, I think he's the, the guy to key in on. Max Domi, I actually found interesting. Um, you know, 27 years old, still a young dude. Has son of Ty Domi. Yeah, son of Ty Domi, who is hands down my favorite heavyweight fighter in the NHL. Okay, met Ty Domi when I was a kid with uh, my father. I believe he was suspended at the time. Did he walking around the garden? No, dude. My father walked up to him, said, "Hey, Ty, big fan. Any chance you can take a picture with my son?" He looked down at me, gave that fucking smile, 
that sinister smile that he always threw out there when after a fight while he's skating away and picked me up, threw me on his shoulder, and fucking took a picture. Like I I dude, I mean all time pictures. That that's one of them. Unlike um, Paul O'Neill, who ignored you. <laughs> Paul O'Neill was having a bad day apparently that day during the 90, 96 uh, ticker tape day parade. Everybody, I got a ball signed by pretty much everybody else on that team except Paul O'Neill. I swear to God, I'm going to track him down one day. He's going to be in like a fucking farmer's market. And be like, dude, you have to sign this shit. Look sign this me. now. You denied me as a child. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a maladjusted adult now because of you. I, I could buy a house with this ball. Okay. I, but I need you on it, man. We got to be a team here. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. I, I I like the Max Domi one. I like but, the Max Domi one as well. Unlikely, because who's the who's the GM over there, at Columbus? John Davidson. And is he going to help the team that just freaking axed him? I, I don't think so. But then again, John Davidson's a pretty loyal guy, and he that, was a Rangers goalie, professional. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't count it out. But it's not high in the ranks. Um, other than that, you got Mark Giordano. For the Kraken and uh, Cali, uh, I I don't even know how to okay. say this. There you go. Um, but both of them very low on the point scale. Uh, I don't know what they bring to the team. I I, I don't see it happening. Um, I and then we won. The I, other I, guys I that are on the radar that we're talking about. The other like, obviously J T Miller's on the radar, right? So J T Miller, but he's on the. Uh, Want list, but not likely. Uh, yeah. Same as Riley Smith, um, who has played for Gerard Gallant in the past, now playing for the Golden Knights. 37 points in 54 games. That would be a great pickup, but unlikely. I, I love the uh, Arturi Le- uh, Lekkinen. Yeah, I love I love it. I, I, that was a I saw it. I was like, ooh, I like that. I, I think I would take that over the JT Miller. I mean, I, I, I see him as potentially being a better asset going into the postseason. But, I mean, what the fuck do I know? I pick up garbage, and I sit here, and I drink, and I talk to you guys. Sounds like you know the best of life. <laughs> oh, I have a great time. I have an absolutely great time. I'm not trying that to matters. downplay it, but I'm not getting paid to As they say, hockey. don't be nothing but a good time. Uh, one name I saw on the list that I did not like, Nemesnikov. We just had him. I agree. Like, really? We're going to give up shit to, keep, uh, to get a guy we, we could have just kept? Right. Are, are we really doing that with him and JT Miller? <laughs> I, I I'm not a fan. I don't like it at all. Um, and but it's it's th- those are the same voices that are sitting there still questioning. Oh, why would we give up Buchnevich? Because you it, there's a fucking salary cap. I mean, it's it, it's like if you go to the store, right, and you say, "Hey, I really want that T-bone steak," but holy shit, it's a sixteen dollar steak, and I have four dollars in my pocket. Guess what? You don't get the fucking steak. You get a hammer. That's simple. It, it, it's simple economics. It's numbers. It's dollars and cents. And unfortunately, Buchnevich had to go. And he's a great player, a phenomenal player. But look at that team and, and and what we had when we gave him up. Also, you know what? Anybody who wanted to keep Buchnevich, call him up and ask him why he wouldn't take a hometown discount. Like a really, really crazy hometown discount. Because that's you know what, what it is. Be. I'll tell you this much. Unfortunately, the NHL numbers aren't where MLB, NFL, NBA, not even close to NBA, the the numbers are. So, I mean, when you have a salary cap that low in the NHL and your top guy is only probably getting $9 million a season, 
everybody else falling by the wayside has to try to collect as much cash as they can because it, it's a fucking contact sport. Moving on. <laughs> uh, the Rangers have uh, St. Louis coming up on Thursday, Saturday, they play game. Dallas. And Tuesday, they'll play against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks without Charlie Conway, their captain. <laughs> Let him make the first and, move. Uh, those, are all th- those are all three games that they should win. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I like this portion of the season. I like when you get the, the mix of teams that you normally don't play. You get outside your uh, division. Um, it definitely tests your metal a little bit. Whether the team is good or not, you're playing against guys that you haven't seen or maybe seen once so far this season, like for uh, an example, the Blues or something like that. But it definitely mixes it up a little bit. It, it changes your strategy and it gets you on your toes. You know what I mean? You, you have to come into that game ready to ready to skate, ready to shoot, ready to pass, and ready to bang bodies. So it, bang if, bodies. If you can, if you can win across the league, especially against teams that you don't really see too often. That means you have a pretty damn good game plan going into the playoffs. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. All that being said, uh, we've got guests for tonight. Obviously, we'll be knocking out some WWE trivia. And I I heard that our guests are here. Uh, Whoa, t- tonight, bad. we'll I'm be welcoming back Matt. What's that stain on your shirt, bro? <laughs> Matt from the What's Square up, Circle. My shirt, Matt. What up, Matt? You too. Man. For those that for those can't that see, see it, was that a coincidence? DX shirts. And then we uh, have. Our other guest here, Ooh, the commish. Commission says, "Finally, the commish has come back to the scoreboard addicts." Thanks <laughs> you for having me in, gentlemen. Thank Welcome, brother. Welcome. How you and uh, we're all right. We're all right. But we're about to start it off. We'll work on it. Oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right. Nick, you got to so. post that belt on the social medias for those who aren't watching the live. That belt's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that, was it a Shawn Michaels, right? Damn right it is. Oof. I might come to your house and sweet chin music you and take it from you. You neighbors might not know what's going on in the front lawn, but. <laughs> It'll be worth it. You're gonna be like, why'd you knock out our garbage man? <laughs> I said, because right. I'm the world champ. That's why. 
All right. I'm gonna so we will get into the trivia right now. So let's waste no time. Listen, I, I'm not easily offended, but I, I gotta, I gotta say this, Kamish. Seriously, yes, sun's out, guns out. I'll while see. we're sitting here in 50 degree weather, <laughs> for lucky, you son of a bitch. I had to bring him out, bro. And plus, you know, <laughs> and plus the heat are on a nice run. I got to show off for the heat. You know, the Dolphins ain't shit. Got to bring something out, bro. There you go. That is a sweet uh, Miami Heat jersey. Too. I'm more upset that TJ took off his beard. So now you guys aren't twinning anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's kick this off. Let's go. All right. Question number one. So. <laughs> All right. Name this tag team. They made their WWF debut in 1993, and these two brothers had their first pay-per-view appearance at the King of the Ring 1993 in an eight-man tag team match. Despite wrestling together for over a year, they did not make another pay-per-view appearance until the fall of 1994. They won their first tag team title on January 23rd, 1995, and ultimately lost it at WrestleMania 11 to Owen Hart and a mystery partner who turned out to be Yokozuna. They regained the titles on September 25th, 1995, and forfeited their title on, Fe on February 15th, 1996, due to an injury to one of the partners. They won their last and final tag team title three months later. The team split in September 1996 after losing their last and final title. Who is this tag team? All right. Commissioner Cooper, as our first guest, we'll go over to you for your answer. All right. So at first, you know, I'm I'm Attitude Era, and so I started writing the Hardy Boys immediately. So you know, I started listening a little bit. All right. So my guess, we're gonna go back in the day, brothers, so to speak, the Undertaker and Kane, the brothers of destruction or whatever they're called. That is incorrect. Give me an X. Nick. <laughs> Nick, what's your answer? I got. The smoking guns, Billy and Bart Gun. That is correct. Give yourself a check mark there. That's just because you're an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> TJ. I'm I'm wrong. I, I did the Road Warriors. All right. Uh, I don't think you were actual brothers, but I'm wrong too. I did the Steiners. That is incorrect. Damn. Sal. Billy and Bart. Nice. Gun. The smoking guns. He got it again. The savant, the young savant of wrestling. This shit happened before he was born. <laughs> and he knows it. Hey, there's a network. I watched that network. <laughs> Don't bring a peacock. Matt gets upset. <laughs> All right. Question one done. Name this superstar. Question number two. Debuted in 1993 in the WWF and didn't appear in the WWF or WWE again until 19. 1997. This superstar has been portrayed by 11 different superstars, sporting a smaller version of himself as a valet. This character was a poorly conceived creation of Vince McMahon. Who is this superstar? I don't right, think he was. Really I think he just happened money. to be there that day. Is everyone, is everyone locked in? I'm locked in. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm locked in. <laughs> All right. We'll go over to Jabba Jor since he got it right last round. Jabba Jor, what do you got? Doink the Clown. That is correct. Oh, fuck. All right. So looking at everyone's reaction, Cooper, <laughs> it looks like you already got it right. Yes. Doink. Doink the clown. Matt. Doink. Doink yes, the clown. Correct. TJ, his reaction was bad. I, well, yeah. Well, I went with the biggest douchebag in the WWE. I went with the blue blazer. 
<laughs> Sal, what was your answer? Doink. Doink, he got it again. And you know, Doink is TJ's favorite, too. That's why like, I'm disappointed. As a child, he always wanted yeah. to be Doink. Yeah. So what, the are, the, I guess, what are the points there, Sal? I know you keep the Sal. Uh, uh, me and Nick have four. Cooper has two, and Matt has two. And TJ would have won. TJ. Zero. Negative two show not get, getting the Doink. <laughs> So question number three. I like these cue cards. I could flick them around and everything. Makes you feel like Steve Harvey. The best part is everyone realizes I'm not actually reading from the cue cards. <laughs> All right. This is a WWE Hall of Fame question. Which of the following inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame were not inducted posthumously? Choices. Junkyard Dog. May Young. Buddy Rogers or the Grand Wizard? Uh, let's go with TJ to start us off. Hopefully, we'll get on the board. I went with uh, May Young. That is correct. <laughs> yes. That is correct. <laughs> Coming back. May Young as well. Let's go. Matt, you had it too. Nick, let me see your yes. paper. May Young. May Young. Right, oh, we're five for five here. This is great. Everyone's in. I thought that was the most ironic since <laughs> she was always so old. <laughs> yeah, right. But so it, that didn't stop Vince from saying, like, hey, may go out there and get slammed again. I know you're <laughs> I was just telling uh I was telling Matt anything that I made on the hands. Was awful. <laughs> the birth is classic. <laughs> Who was that? That was um Mark Henry. Mark, Mark Henry, Henry world's strongest man. Yeah. Went from Olympic oh, Olympic freaking weightlifter. To banging old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> hey May, I know you're uh yeah, we're taking bumps, but can we pull a hand out of your JJ? <laughs> I mean, I knew that Olympic like athletes took downturns, but damn, if Mark Henry did five straight forward, like oh, shit, got Kurt Angle becoming heavyweight champion, and then you got Mark Henry banging old ladies. But you know what? They gave him a little redemption. A couple years later, they did the uh, the weightlifting competition. He was knocking them out. Good for him. Absolutely, <laughs> that Fucking is beast. Crazy. He was still in a, in a role banging an old lady who was like 95. <laughs> <laughs> That's called like for children's programming. <laughs> Running around giving everybody a Bronco Buster. <laughs> he messed it up every time. She kicked so many guys in the face. Not the visual I want to oh have. God. All right, moving <laughs> on to question number four. Good luck sleeping, Coop. I can't talk about Mark Henry banging May Young anymore. Um, <laughs> all right, question number four. Who was the winner of the 1999 Royal Rumble? Now, this is a three-part question, so you get three points for this one Oof. if you get it all right. So who was the winner of the 1999 Royal Rumble, and who were the last two entrants? No, I'm sorry, not the last two entrants. The last two to be eliminated before the winner was named. So looking for uh, the winner, the runner-up, and the third place guy. All right, Sal, let's see what you got. Let's start you off with you. All right, I got the winner being Mr. McMahon. That's correct. And then the last to be eliminated, Stone Cold. Correct again. And then the runner-up, Big Boss Man. That is 100% correct. Give yourself three points and a round of applause for uh, the youngin. Getting that one right. He was even. He was born that <laughs> year. He wasn't born yet, but he was born that year. Thank God for the network. <laughs> So Cooper, what is your what is your answer? What you got? Well, I have no idea. So I went Chris Jericho as the winner. I put May Young as, <laughs> but I did put Stone Cold as the second runner up. So he was somewhere in there. I mean, give me like a half a point or something. We'll give you a point. We'll give Sal give him a point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a point for it. Uh, Nick, what do you have? So I 
shame on me because we we you asked this question like a week ago or two weeks ago, and I, I was like we were talking about this. We were talking about I, I was like it was Stone Cold and Stone Cold won in '98, not '99, and I'm an idiot. But I put Stone Cold Kane and The Rock, which isn't right. No, unfortunately, <laughs> we'll give you a partial credit because you got Stone Cold in there. Yeah, there you go. Give you a point, TJ. <laughs> I got none of it. <laughs> he opened the beer. Yeah. Which of light? You could consider the beer being stone cold. I don't know. Give, give if if it was a Broken Skulls IPA, point. I feel like I would deserve a point. Yeah. But what is it? What? What is it? Give him it's a point. A, Michelob Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go wait. Okay, I, I'm trying to look like a commish for the summer. Flavored water. Flavored water. Budweiser owns Michelob, and Steve <laughs> drank Buds, so give him the point. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I had two out of the three. I only had Vince as the winner, Austin as the runner-up, and I put Triple H as the, I guess, second to last, which is not right because it's the boss man. Well, two out of three. Two out of three. Isn't that a fallout boy song? What? Did you just say fallout boy? Fucking meatloaf, dude. Rest in peace. How dare you? <laughs> no, fallout boy, they do have a two out of three in one of the lyrics. Only you would know that. <laughs> um, I don't know what song it is, but anyway, moving on to question number five. Is this Final Jeopardy? This is yeah, fine. Everyone has to put up your points. How much are you put up? What, what, what are our points, Sal? All right, points, Nick, ha- Nick has seven. I have nine. Coop has five. Matt has six. And TJ has two. Do we put our bet up now? or? Yeah, put it up. Whatever you want. Oh, everything. Six. Yeah, we're, we're, we might as well throw it all in. So everyone's going all in? Yes. All right, cool. Everyone's going all in. It's easy enough to remember. All right. Is everyone <laughs> ready for this one? There is a backstory to this one. So, oh God! The backstory. Here we go, boys. <laughs> Are you ready for this one? The Intercontinental Championship has made its debut on September first, nineteen seventy-nine, the WWF. It is considered the second most important championship in the company after the WWE Championship. It has been active for the second largest period, but is the th- third oldest active title behind the WWE Championship and the United States Championship. The latter, which was acquired from the WCW in 2001. It is now exclusively contested on SmackDown with its current champion, Ricochet. There have been 87 different intercontinental champions, with Jericho holding the most reigns with nine. The honky-tonk man holds the longest reign of 454 days. Who was the very first holder of the intercontinental championship? And how did this championship get its name? So it is actually a two-parter. All right, let's start with Matt. Okay, are we all locked in? I'm good to go. Everyone's yeah, so locked. I got it. locked. All right, yeah. so the first ever intercon- intercontinental champion is Hall of Famer Pat Patterson. That is correct. So ding, now, ding, ding. the second question was, how did the championship get its name? Yeah, how did this? No, how, yeah, how did it get its name? I believe it was defended. Or it was a tournament overseas, and that's how they got it. Very, very close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what, is that, what does that mean? Very close. Sal, what do you know? I know you have you know, you know 
you know, I have Pat Patterson, Patterson but right, what's, the, be, what's the storyline behind it? How did the it, how did it get his name? Is it because he was from Europe? He came over from Europe. Uh, Move it on, no? Cooper. What do you got? I well, I was wrong. I had Bob Backlund. That's who I had as the. <laughs> no, He's not that I, old man. Bob Backlund. I love it. No Who's idea, bro. No idea. Love it. No idea. Listen, and I and I wrote down for the second one. I have no fucking clue. However, That's based off of based off of what I've heard, so there was a tournament overseas, <laughs> and somehow, some way, um, I don't have no idea. It's, close. <laughs> it's very close. You guys are just right there. Uh, Nick, what do you got? I, I said Pat Patterson, one of the Stooges. And I said. Because he's Canadian? <laughs> no, it's not because he's Canadian. <laughs> TJ. Yeah, dude, I went with British Bulldog. I took a shot in the dog. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> way wrong. He was. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So this would – all right. I'll, we also have a tiebreaker question, which we're probably going to need anyway because I think everyone got Pat Batterson. So what it was is that uh, he was the original holder of, the, of, of it because it was K-Fab. I guess is that, is that the term? K-Fabe. K-Fabe. That <laughs> he won a tournament in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and unified both North and South American titles into the intercontinental title. So that's the oh. So we have one more question just because uh, no one really got that one. You get everyone get well, partial Well, fuck credit. you, dude. I can finally tie for first with a zero. Kiss my ass. We <laughs> <laughs> end it now. <laughs> so everyone technically has a zero right now. So let's go back. Uh, we'll, we'll put points it back on the board. Everyone give me your new one because I think this question is probably a little more fair. So everyone just gonna put it all up again. I'm gonna assume. Yeah. If I have anything, it's up. So this we is right. again championships about the intercontinental championship again. So who had the who had reigned the intercontinental championship first in time, China or Jericho? So who won it first in history? Did Jericho win first before China, or did China win before Jericho? You can go with me first. I'm going with China because we all know Chris Jericho had it for a fucking shit ton of time. All right, then we'll go on to Matt. Matt, what do you got? China. That's correct. Sal. China. Son of a bitch. Again. Sal. Cooper. And on a good note with China. Yes, nice. that is correct. And Nick. The China. Oh, yeah. So it's five for five. Everyone got it right. So China won our first uh, Intercontinental Championship on the uh, on October 17th, 1999. <clears throat> and just two months later, Jericho won his on December 12th, 1999. And then they actually, after this, a couple of days later, they went to go co-own the title together for quite some time. I, I just want Jericho became the, the, we, the undisputed champion. We need to add to this. We need to keep going. Okay. I love for another question. Credit, who did China beat? For her first intercontinental no, that's, that's champion. That's not fun right, enough. Eddie Guerrero? More, no, Eddie Guerrero wasn't in WWE when he yeah. won. Jeff no, Jarrett. Give me the score. Dude, it was Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Hold on. Moreover, the score? we need a bonus question. Um, what do you need a bonus question for? We need a bonus question. <laughs> and the bonus question needs to be, who starred in the porno with China and what was his original WWF name? It was X-Pac. And wasn't he the one, two, three kid? Boom, commissioner wins. Boom. One, two, three. Actually, he was she also star starred with Lisa Ann. <laughs> Where Lisa Ann played, played to, uh, to nerd out. X-Pac, his first name was The Kid. 
And then when he beat Razor Ramon on Raw, one, two, three. one, two, three. Ah, so I see. I got it wrong. <laughs> and he's a fucking loser, all right? We won't bring him on the show ever again. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm right, Matt so now, I'm still with the commissioner. He's the commissioner. Now, what's the final score? Oh, commissioner over uh, <laughs> I had 11. Nick had nine. Coop had six. Matt had seven. And TJ had three. Oh, no, TJ had four. Four. Come on. Don't short me that one point. Matt <laughs> wins again. The winner, Sal. Winner and two champion. I gotta fix my banner. Congrats, sir. Thank you. That was a long fucking round of applause. Who the fuck gave that one? <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, seriously. Not for nothing. Yeah. Pick a hobby instead of watching fucking Peacock all day. Did any of you guys actually I, lay eyes on that that China porno? Because I understood why Xbox smoke crack. You need to be on drugs to be on that. Yeah, <laughs> stats I gal. What? Are you right? Stat guy Sal. <laughs> Rook just had a stroke. Guy Rook Sal just realized, like, oh shit, time. I never watched that. No, nah, so maybe he was having me- he was having memories of it. Actually, <laughs> he was watching that in Nashville. That's <laughs> stat guy Sal is our two-time champion. Uh, so right. let's see if he gets the throne next week, Commissioner. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank Hopefully you, brother. we'll have you on again for it. Always a pleasure. Appreciate yeah, we'll... appreciate you guys having me on anytime, man. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. Uh, we're actually going to play a clip from your show. Nice. So thank you for joining us. Oh, before you go, though, tell us where we could find you uh, and uh, your show. Yeah. TSSFantasy.com is our website. Go to YouTube. Find us on there. Twitter, social, you know, all the social media stuff, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, you can find us anywhere on anywhere you listen to our podcast. And we're all with you guys as well, live on Belly Up TV. So make sure you check us out. All of our shows are new right now in the off season on Friday. And then obviously, when the season starts, we're 24-7, believe it or not. So let's bring it. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. And you guys are a great show. We were actually on the show before, and we'll, we would love to be yeah, on you're again. Yeah, you're it. coming again. You guys are we definitely coming again. again. <laughs> I didn't find must have got lost. You know who's not coming? Everybody watching that China porno. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It seemed like South, so it might be. Listen, if you take Viagra and you have a boner lasting more than four hours, just watch that. So it's right away. <laughs> oh, guys. All right. Thank you again, Matt. Uh, super. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> no problem. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, gang. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. That means we give the people what they want. Expert fantasy advice, leading medical and legal analysis, free contests, and innovative games to keep you entertained. Watch us live with the Tiki Live app on the Belly Up Sports channel, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us on all social media platforms. Visit TSSFantasy.com today for all the latest updates from the fantasy show of the people. We put the fun in fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> over sour cream, yeah. Right, that's because you have high cholesterol. Okay! <laughs> <laughs>
If you drafted Julio Jones, you got ghosted. <laughs> this is amazing. TSS fantasy. This is like an orgasm. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. I'm pumped to be here. This is the show of shows. TSS fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. I was like, this has Macho Man at the end there. Everybody should have TJ's Macho Man at the end. Yeah, it's really funny. Oh, yeah. Dude, I almost bought the cream of the crop t shirt the other day. I seen it. I was like, oh, God, I need this. I'm trying to figure out if Matt and I happened to wear the same shirt or he saw me wearing the shirt while he was in the waiting room. Oh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder that was trying to twin me. Yeah. So moving on. What was the next? What's our next topic after the. All right. So, next topic we're talking about NFL. Big, big, a lot of moves is made this week. Quarterback moves, yeah. right? Aaron Rodgers re- re-signed as opposed to resigning. Um, everybody said he was gone. What the hell? Yeah. I, I remember he was going to Denver. Move. That was like the, the most recent report was like, it's most likely his landed spot's going to be Denver. Yeah, but And that being that, said, for somebody yeah. that deep in their career, how do you leave a team that is almost a shoe-in to have a shot at the Super Bowl? You can't do it. I mean, what, year, he's not hurting for money. You know what I mean? He no. he's it, it it's about getting another ring right now, and I don't think he could leave uh, unless he was going to Tampa Bay to replace Tom Brady. I don't see him leaving Green Bay ever. Like he's gonna play his last game as as a Packer. We'll keep track of that because we'll see what happens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that being said, speaking of the Denver Broncos, they made a huge trade, I uh, believe, today for Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks, who seem to be in a rebuild. Yeah. Quickly so into a rebuild. Do you guys think that Joe Douglas broke the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I was gonna I was actually just gonna say that. I think they were just so like uh shell shocked from getting uh giving up all those He's- picks. You're getting fleeced, basically, for Jamal Adams, who really wanted to go into a winning winning team. You know, it wasn't because of money or anything. He just wanted to go to a winner, and now he's stuck in a rebuild and a losing situation. Where yeah. They're talking about DK Metcalf leaving uh, Seattle soon, too, getting traded to possibly the Jets. So maybe, maybe they're trying to get the uh, those picks back from the Jets that they uh, gave up. Well, they, they, got, got, they got picks from the Broncos. They got two they ones, two twos. Uh, and I uh, want to say fifth. a five. Yep, a fifth. Yeah, a five, right? And they got Drew Locke and Noah Font back. So Noah Font's pretty, right. pretty good tight end, though. Um, so, I mean, that's a – I guess that's good. <laughs> Drew Locke is your quarterback. I'm sure they're going to draft the quarterback this round, uh, this, this draft, though. I mean, what else could you do here? I wouldn't be able to uh, trust Drew Locke as being the guy at this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a big move as well. And then moving from there, we have – the news of Carson Wentz moving from Indianapolis to back to the NFC East, back into the trash that he is. And the rest of the NFC East is uh, the Washington commanders uh, traded for him. So, so now he'll have the privilege of playing both the Philadelphia Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts this season. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's terrible. (laughs) I think he's such a bad quarterback. Yes, Sal said yeah. so. He said Washington fans are down bad yeah, today. They're not happy with it. I wouldn't be happy either. You made a trade for Carson Wentz. Like that's not the quarterback that we were expecting. If I was a Washington fan to be getting, especially like him. Hey, remember how like 
I think what do they need to win one of the last two games in order to make the playoffs? And he was horrible both those games. He, he lost to the Jags. Yeah, they he lost to the Jags. That's right. Once again, I would rather have Nick Foles over Carson Wentz. Yep. And the Eagles. That being that said, the, the, the Commanders, it could be worse. They could have uh, Daniel Jones. So that's true. That's true. That's pretty rough. So true. And they could be talking about how to sign Mitchell Trubisky while having Daniel Jones. That's yeah. pretty bad as Oof. well. You know what? Listen, speaking about rough, okay, how about defensive end John Abraham from the Jets saying the Jets should be picking a quarterback this year in the draft? What? Number one. Who fucking asked you? <laughs> okay. Number two, great try to get into the media with some kind of fucking hot take that absolutely makes no sense in a draft year that the quarterbacks are fucking few and far between. And number three, yeah. suck it. Zach Wilson's here to stay, and so is his hot-ass mom. <laughs> I don't get that. So that's a wild take. They're in the same. Dude, it, it, it's, it's, I I feel like it's one of those just fucking throw it out there and get my name back out there because everybody forgot about me for the past fucking nine years. Because I went to Atlanta and into obscurity. Yeah. yeah. I, I like. I, I don't get that. I hate that, that fucking. fucking take. I I hate that hot take bullshit. Where if you say something ridiculous, like, oh hey guys, I crazy take. Um. Ted Williams' head will be starting for the New York Yankees this year. They're un- unfreezing him, throwing him out, putting him at the plate, which he would still hit better than Joey Gallo. But <laughs> yeah, Joey Gallo and Brett Gardner. <laughs> we'll get. To but Joey I, Gallo. I, I hate that. I hate that shit. I hate that fucking former player hot take that makes absolutely no sense and has no credibility. <laughs> but they'll still throw it out there in the media because oh well, he's a former player and he's a former Jet, so. We'll give it a little credibility. It has no I, credibility. Awful. True. But I, I think that's that's all we've got for the NFL. No. Free agency starts next week. Oh, I was gonna say free. I was gonna say we have more NFL news, not free agency news, but we have big NFL news. What yeah. I already forget. Has something to do with me and TJ love to do sports gambling. Oh well. Oh, oh that yeah. Calvin Ridley suspended for one year for sports gambling like a fucking idiot. All he had to do is say, hey, bro, here's $1,500. Put in these bets for me on your phone so no one tracks it. All he had to do was not go out of state to do it. Well, he still did it from his own phone. doesn't matter. I know I got that, but they were saying the only reason he got caught is because he did it from out of state. Oh, because he went. It rang up on like a suspect thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they. I I actually, I, I think the, while it is stupid. And asinine, like, really, you need money that bad? Or listen, maybe you just like to have the fun of it. Listen, Rook, me and you bet, especially on the PGA, for the fun of it. It makes the weekend interesting. Yeah. But when you're playing in fucking games, you don't need to make the weekend interesting. You're playing that weekend. Well, he wasn't playing. He was hurt. I'm just saying. He was out for personal reasons. Because he lost a fucking trifecta. That's why he was out all season. He lost, like, 16 parlays, so he was out all year. But – but I, I, I like the hot takes that came immediately after with everybody who beat their wife or girlfriend or random fucking fan or paparazzi only getting one or two game suspension. Yeah. And this dude's going to lose at least the season for gambling on sports. What about Josh? Gordon? But here's the problem, though. If you gamble on sports, who holds you accountable? The league. If you beat your wife, who holds you accountable? Uh, the law. Thank you. That's the difference. 
I get it, dude. I I understand. <laughs> no, but that's ridiculous. For, for for like a uh, perspective, for you know, outside looking in, I'd rather hang out with somebody that's a degenerate gambler than somebody that beats their fucking wife. Again, they they have to protect their league. If they have players betting on games, <laughs> and, and somebody showed like there was a lot of jokes. Oh, you mean like the there. refs in the NBA betting on fucking games that they're officiating? So so uh, got you there. They showed the the jokes this week were all players making boneheaded plays. And then going, so how much did he put down on this game? Like Deshaun Jackson dropping balls before the end zone. Yeah, but did he bet on his own games? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, the he, bet, he bet on the on the. No, Falcons. I mean while he was playing though. No, no. I don't. Well, I don't know. He, he got then caught he, this year, right? We but don't then know. He's, not, he's a non-factor. Hold on, hold on. He got caught this year, and being that's not true. He's not a non-factor. You don't know what he knows. He might know Matt Ryan's wife is leaving him, and he can't focus on football today. Oh, you mean like Nancy Pelosi selling all her uh, JetBlue stock before listen, uh, they listen, shut down the country? I'm listen, just saying it fucking happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying is you can't stop that. Those people are corrupt pieces of shit that make the laws. Like it's I get like it, but it's, it, it's the still NFL, the NFL. making rules to hurt the NFL. Like, come on, man. It's still the NFL, dude. Uh, you know, any given Sunday, it does it, one, one listen, bounce I get one it. You way. guys are big gambleaholics, and you have problems. It has nothing you can't to do bet with that. The sport you play. Dude, when you're not playing, it doesn't fucking matter. It does, apparently, because he just got suspended for a year. That was like one of the hot takes, too. Is like, well, Calvin Ridley got 17 games, but Pete Rose is banned for life. It's like, those are two different sports. And but two to be situations. fair, to be right, to be fair, MLB, especially back then, like it was in every locker room, don't fucking bet on baseball. Like that well, was like, it almost collapsed the sport. Right. That was like a golden rule <laughs> as far as the league went. So I can no understand. Pepper, no gambling. The no pepper hurts. <laughs> it does, dude. You know, it's, it, it's like like no stairway. Denied. Denied. I know, especially when you need a little spice on your sandwich. Oh, yeah, wrong pepper. Yep. <laughs> All right, well. We're moving on. Moving on. <laughs> We're on to March Madness, unfortunately. It's the worst time of year. This is the best time of year, I Put a bet on a game that was 2 p.m. and it lost. Basketball games that don't fucking matter. Let's hear about Kentucky. All right. Anyway, Coach K retired, uh, and the retirement was spoiled because North Carolina (laughs) destroyed Duke. You hit the wrong button. Yeah, I got so excited. I I I meant to hit. They're right next to each other. (laughs) Anyway, long clap for long clap for NC. Go Tar Heels. Yeah, the Tar Heels ruined the retirement of Coach K, unfortunately. I'm just rooting uh, against Rook. Whatever. Anyway, um, so we'll see what happens at ACC tournaments this week. It's in uh, Barclays Center. It's going on right now. Uh, I think Duke plays tomorrow. They get the winner of somebody. I don't know who. I don't remember who they're playing, but they're playing tomorrow. Yeah, we have uh, local teams here. Wagner made the NEC final, so they're one game away from winning, going into the tournament, and they got blown out by Bryant <laughs> University. And this is where it gets weird. I know people are like, who gives a shit about Wagner College and NEC final? But these are where things get weird. Right before the NEC final, the day before, Wagner was doing a shoot-around at Bryant University. And the Bryant University students, like, confronted the Wagner players, like, physically, almost like threatening them after their shoot-around. It's video went viral. So after Wagner's loss, the blowout loss, they lost, like, by almost 30 points. It was, like, 70 to 43. It was unheard of, uh, just, just... Absolutely disgusting basketball. But um, after the game, the Bryant players start getting into it with the Wagner family, like Paul Wagner players' families. 
Uh, and then next thing you know, Wagner players are fighting the Bryant fans in the middle of like at the as the games like as they're trying. It was to during the game. It was it was delayed for thirty minutes. Oh, it was during the game? I thought it was. Yeah, no, dude, right here. I'll tell you right now. I'll give you the exact timeline. I thought it was after the game. Oh, shit. <clears> the game work. was delayed for about 30 minutes as Smithville police and Rhode Island State police officers walked onto the court to make sure tensions calmed. Jesus Christ. Uh, footage from the fight, uh, which erupted behind the Wagner bench captured by ESPN, shows punches and objects being thrown by both Bryant and Wagner fans. Oh, shit. Yeah, the brawl started with just under five minutes remaining in the Northeast Conference Tournament Championship between the Bryant Bulldogs and the Wagner College Seahawks. Yeah, so it was it was towards the end, yeah towards the end of that game, and I mean that game was a blowout, but like that shouldn't be happening. No uh, shit. But I mean, for Bryant, it's the first time they've actually made uh, a, cha- uh, like a, a tournament. I don't. know, I guess they were fired up and just drunk, but like you still can't act that way. Like even the day before, like threatening players or trying to confront players. It's not cool. Like, I was going to say congratulations to Brian on your first time, but why? I mean, you guys didn't act classy afterwards. You know, you should win the same way if you lost. You shouldn't be acting like an asshole, especially to players and players' families. Like, it's just not – it's not right. It's not cool, you know. It's similar to how we were talking about earlier in the year when, you know, when fans were coming back to the stadiums, there was always those stories about fans cursing at players or throwing stuff at players. Like, people, listen, I know we were locked up for a long time due to the government telling us that COVID was going to kill us, but – <laughs> We've got to get back. We're a society here. We can't just start acting like crazy because we no fuck up that. Bring on the Mad Max shit. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my assless chaps and play guitar through the desert as I fucking ride at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Reminds me when Frank Francisco threw a chair at Nays fan, hit his wife. Oh, I did. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Listen, listen, she should have been smart enough. I, I know if I was, if it was TJ and Carissa and TJ was giving a player a hard time, which he would never do and got personal with him, Carissa would have slapped TJ and been like, stop it. That lady got hit by a chair because she didn't know how to control her husband. That is true. So moving on to local, other local teams. Uh, Seton Hall, I think, plays tomorrow. St. John's played today. I don't, I don't, Sal, look up the score of a St. John's game, see if they won. Um, uh, Hofstra was embarrassed. They were playing one of the worst teams in the conference, and they lost by almost 20. So that sucks, too. Nick's falling asleep. TJ left me. Um, Shoe shopping. So a lot more tickets to be punched this week. I love March Madness. We're going to get into it more next week. Who's Duke week. playing? What's that? Who is Duke playing? I'm not sure. I have Sal look it up as well. <laughs> Well, whoever they're playing, I'm rooting for them. St. John's won so far, 92-73. They beat DePaul. Um, so that's cool. St. John's needs to move on. I mean, their chances of winning the Big East tournament, probably unlikely, but still a local team. I'm rooting against Duke, and I'm rooting against Hofstra. Hofstra's already gone. I just said that. Oh, did you? I fell asleep. <sighs> Unbelievable. So what a dick. College anyway. basketball. Anyway. A white kid's dream. Anyway, well, so we have more tickets. Uh, Wright State had a big win last night. They came back to win uh, their conference championships. And then my last point on March Madness is the uh, Bellarmine is a, it's their first. It's the first time they were uh, winning their conference championship, but they're only in their second year of eligibility. Uh, like, no, I'm sorry, the transition period where they have four years to transition from D2 to D1. So because they won the conference, it goes to the regular season champion. So Bellarmine will not be in the tournament, even though they won the championship because they're in their transition period. And Jacksonville State University will be going to the NCAA tournament over Bellarmine. Uh, Duke plays tomorrow Syracuse. So you let's go Cuse. 
The Rook versus our buddy Yaz, JJ After Dark. <laughs> Let's go, Cuse. Fuck Duke. Well, well, that's it for March Madness, but lots of tickets. Thank to God. Follow, along. Follow along with us on Twitter because we will be discussing most of March Madness games. I, you know, I'm locked into the TV at this point when it comes to March Madness. So, uh, is TJ, TJ disappeared? Is he coming back? What happened to TJ? He did. <laughs> Moving on to well, real so basketball. So we might as well bring it Sal back and talk a little NBA. I'll listen to this. Man. This is stuff that matters. No, it doesn't. It's the worst. Oh, I've had to do this disclaimer for Matt. Ugh. So everyone knows why Matt showed up today. Anyway, Sal, talk to us. What's going on? The Nets are embarrassing. Knicks are embarrassing. Well, the Nets last night had a good win against the Hornets. Um, 132-131. Kyrie went absolutely off, off last night. He was great. He's been great the last he's been great the last six games. The only thing is, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this whole vaccine thing with him is ridiculous. It I is. think New York is ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It just it makes no sense. It makes it no makes, sense at all. It makes absolutely no sense because if I'm a visiting player and I'm not vaccinated, I could play, but because he's a home right. player, he can't play. I think it's just it's becoming personal, I think, with New York and Kyrie at this point. But Woj on uh I think it was on NBA today, that show on ESPN, he said that there's some optimism that he could become a full-time player at some point this season so you hold out for some half is he playing golf i hope yeah. he breaks something it's all right keep going keep going ignore him he okay you have to put this up again because this, this is what he does when we talk basketball all right so uh still this no ben simmons <laughs> still, still no ben simmons you can at least mute uh, it me and TJ have to have me and TJ have to have a debate on what's worse, NBA or golf. Oh, you're gonna lose that one. I probably will. Well, we gotta we ha- we have to have a debate. Yeah, you definitely get. We'll have a debate day with just you two going back and forth. Sal, I'm sorry, but your voice is gonna get drowned out over TJ's drunkenness. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. So, still no Ben Simmons. We'll yeah, what is he coming? I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows because he's having back problems. He, you know, he has to get in game shape, game ready still. So I'm hoping he's ready for the playoffs. I'm hoping he gets a, like at least two weeks in before the playoffs start. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's so far the Nets are the Nets are on the worst side of this trade. <laughs> yeah, I would say they may have gotten fleeced as well. Um, Matt just said this disclaimer is ridiculous. No, it's not, Matt. You love LeBron. You live for LeBron. And he destroyed he the agreed, NBA. But he agrees that he's a flopper and he ruined the NBA. He did. Well, he, TJ he, hates he, the he's NBA. Mr. Flopper. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, the NBA started. I figured I'd work on my short game. <laughs> <laughs> I heard so, short shows are your thing. Did you Listen, I, I mean, we're talking about flops, right? You pull out the 60-degree wedge. Got to work on the flop shot. Hey, you know, we let you guys talk New York Rangers for quite some time. We don't, we don't, we don't interrupt that. All right. I'm not interrupting. I'm just saying I have a fantastic little fucking chip on the green, put in for one. So, Sal, uh, did here. you see the uh, Julius Randall try to fight? Who was it at the the Suns game? He's trying to fight. Oh yeah, I did. What was his name? I saw that live. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. I was a intern. Get us that guy's name. 
Oh, yeah, it, he's, was he's, it his segment? He's got to roll with it now. <laughs> and they went on to lose that game too. That was a heartbreaker. Yeah, for no next. Devin Booker, no Chris Paul, and they still lost that game. And then they and went they on the saw. next day. Two days later, they played the Clippers and they blew them out. It's unbelievable. They were up. The, the Knicks were up to like twenty. Cameron in that Johnson. Game. Cameron That's Johnson. His name. There we Cam go. Johnson. I feel yeah. like he's getting into a fight every week these days. Sure. Yeah. Didn't he like face palm uh, LeBron or something like that? I think it's something with LeBron. And it caused like a big brawl or something like something happened. Yeah, yeah he did something too. He's he's been like trying to fight everybody, including the fans. He's just yeah, one he's angry man. In the world peace. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just one angry little man. Yeah, so we'll see the playoffs. The playoffs are coming up. You know, Miami right now is dominant in the Eastern Conference. I, I don't know if anybody overtakes them at this point. So my question for you is the Celtics. They had a good game, a good win against the Nets. Or do you think they're they're promising for a title here? Or I don't know if I see that. I don't. uh, Definitely, they'll do good in the playoffs. I don't. I don't see them as a finals team. Uh, I to be honest. I mean, everybody keeps saying the Nets are going to make it, and I'm just not seeing it until Ben Simmons comes. I see Ben Simmons playoffs in basketball. True. It's true. true. I don't think the Nets are making it. The, the Knicks aren't. Uh, well, the the Nets will make the play-in. They'll make the play-in because they're they're in eighth right now. They're in the eighth in the Eastern Conference. They just have start, they have to play games like they did last night against the Hornets because last night they did really good. And with Kyrie dropping fifty, that was that was impressive. So we need Ben Simmons back, or we need Ben Simmons to debut at least. You don't need it back. You just need to show up. Yeah, I was just we. <laughs> We need him to start playing games here, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Once he comes back, they should they should go on a run. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, as I mean, I'm not I'm a I'm a Knicks fan. We're already done. I don't even care anymore. I'm moving <laughs> on to the next year. I'm on to the draft like I usually am when it comes to being a Knicks fan. Um, well, they've been doing not... good. They they've been doing good the last few games. In the Knicks. Yeah. I think they they won tonight. I think. I don't trust them. <laughs> no, I'm blaming him. No, I, especially after the game with the Suns when they were up by 20 and then lost in like the last like five minutes. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a really bad loss. But they're winning right now. Are they? Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought they were winning right now. We're up. They're up 99 to like 75. All right. Against the well, since we have Sal here, we might as well move on to everyone's favorite TikTok sensation. Hashtag <laughs> Does Gen Z know? Nick, cue the music. Here we go. There it is. Does Gen Z know? Does Gen Z know? That's the theme song. Um, All right, Nick, you want to go with your question first? No, I forgot what my question is. (laughs) Do you want me to just do it for you then? Yeah, go ahead. Do it for me. All right. So this is a duo hip-hop duo that had such hits as bombs over baghdad rosa parks uh what was the other one nick we had miss jackson miss jackson roses and and roses no more we're not giving any more hints who is hip-hop duo why do i want to say salt and pepper That's totally wrong, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's so wrong. He's good WWE so and WWF trivia, but not at 90s. Uh, pop culture that's, that's, even not, that's barely 90s, too. Yeah, it's not even 90s. It's 2000s. Listen, all right. I mean, so no, their first album came out in like 98. 
I'll give you one more hit because this is probably yeah, the most give me popular a... song. Is Hey Ya. Hey Ya. Yeah. Sal, you ever uh, shake it like a Polaroid picture? Picture, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the what's the name of them though? Um, he's getting there. He's getting there. Don't Google it. Look at him. He's typing. No, no, I have my pen in my hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, story. <laughs> introducing, trying out his new name, Coffee Black. I <laughs> yes. I got no idea. Uh, uh, no, Outcast. Well, Andre Three Thousand. Big Boy. If you played a few songs, I probably would know them, but I wouldn't know that they sang it. We'll play a few later because we play on here. We're gonna get blocked on YouTube again. So. True. <laughs> so we'll be able to do it. But the reason why I brought this up is there was a TikTok video recently of a uh, Gen Zer saying. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know shut that. Off, yeah. Shut up! Shut up! Forget cut off. Listen, there's anyway, a time limit, man. You got yeah. You got You can't do thirty seconds. You can do ten. You know. The, so the Gen Zer said, uh, "Bands who only had one hit and dipped, and then he played that song." And me and Nick were like, "What? One hit? hit? I'm like, one, one hit? hit? He had so many hits. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. Double album. Oh, I, for real. Yeah, I know those double albums. Roses, roses really smell like poo poo. Yeah. Outcast deserves much more respect than just 100 percent wonder. Bombs over Baghdad. Crazy. Yeah, bombs over Baghdad was awesome. That's a good one. But moving on. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, DJ, do one. you have another question or no? Uh, sure you know what? Uh, I'll save uh one to the end. He okay. always gets he always gets like some inspiration, like two thirds. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? It, it takes a little bit. I, I like to have a good one. And then oh, we're like, we're good. done. And he's like, no, no, no. I got hold one. on. All right, so Sal, we have the audio clip here. Okay. Um, theme song from the 90s. Ready? Only 10 seconds here. Nick, maybe like, give me a, like that. Yeah. All right. Guess that TV show. This is a tough one because I actually didn't know this was the theme song of this show. But give me a hint. Give me some hints. I'm gonna need hints on this one. Here's a hint. In the in the opening, she's standing in front of a mirror, changing her clothes. It is true. She is doing that. Uh, oh, they rebooted the show recently on Netflix. They did, but it's a darker version of it. It's not like guys like, like Bel Air. Yeah, oh yeah, like the Bel Air one. John Blank. Do you have like? <laughs> I wanted to. Oh, Nick's one by thirty. Look at that. I just saw the. Wow. Uh, go next. I mean, they will there make we the go next. Um, Thanks. All right, so you give up? You don't want to even? You don't I have no idea. I'm gonna be right. totally wrong. Here it, it is. Show you. Here it is. So I like that because I think it's funny the opening because it's like she dresses like her aunts. And I she, didn't notice that. Yeah, she changes into what the, the aunts dress like. So, so I don't think I've ever seen you know that. that show. No, I've Melissa never. Melissa Joan Hart. What? Seen it. 
Do you know who Melissa no. Joan Hart is? I've heard of her. How dare you? More of I've heard of her. You're like it's like outcast. You guys just <laughs> you're disrespecting Breaking 90s my heart. grades. She's the Melissa Joan Hart outcast. What else was she on? Uh, Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, Clarissa explains it all. Oh, oh, oh my god! Wait, Melissa or, or Melissa and Joey? I can't remember the name. It was one of the. Yeah, two that was later movies. on. Melissa and Joey was like in the in the two thousands. Um, she was also on. Uh, Drive she, me crazy. Is that the name of the movie where she's like ugly? But yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. She was in that. One. Drive me crazy with uh, what's his face from um, uh, Adrian Grenier from uh, yeah. Entourage. Entourage. Yeah, where she's she's ugly and like she's a reporter or something. No. No, that's not that. She's one. not ugly. Oh, I think about she's like that. No, it was like where she goes undercover as an ugly girl. I could have sworn. I don't think that's a movie. That's not driving me crazy. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't think that's a real movie. What's driving me crazy then? Um, where they decide uh, to be prom king, prom queen, their neighbors or whatever, and they fucking yeah. he's like an out outcast and. She's like a goody two shoes, and it's whatever. like the opposite of what do you call it? Isn't it the opposite of like she's all that? Pretty much, yeah. But it ends really like sick, where essentially they find out that their parents are dating and getting married, so they're gonna be stepbrother and stepsister, and they're like, "Yes, we're still gonna fuck." Ugh. <laughs> every every uh, every porno ever. <laughs> oh, she's in can't hardly wait. She's the yearbook girl. Like these are yes, yes. I'm like she's ugly in some movie. Right, right. She is. That is. She is in that one. She's like braces. Uh, These are memories, people. Well, that's it for does Gen Z know? Unless TJ has a question. I do. Oh, (laughs) I do. This is gonna be a visual one, so it's gonna be tough. uh, You know, for the Spotify audience and whatnot. (laughs) But uh, Sal, what? Yes. Popular dance from the '90s. Am I doing? (laughs) <laughs> it's so bad. I'll do the beat behind it. Dun, 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 dun. That sounds like Kurt Angle. Macarena? There we go. Oh. All right. Well Macarena. done. Macarena. It was terrible dancing, too. So, like, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Horrible music I'm like, horrible dancing. If anyone did right, your Spotify or, po- or Apple podcast, that was horrible. Dude, we apologize for that segment. Suck it. <laughs> Let's see you guys break something out yourself, Rook. What do you and want? And not your dick. We know you already watched like three pornos in a row. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, moving on. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the MLB lockout. Sal, I know you've been uh, following this on uh, the all Belly of Baseball uh, social media account. So we'll uh, get to you. We'll leave, yep. we'll leave you here, but we'll just, let me just give a quick update. They're still locked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically the only update we really have. Besides, when I, oh, oh, no, there, there is an update. Time out. There is an update. Go ahead. So, Rook, is it not true that before the lockout, everything the players were asking for, the MLB essentially conceded and gave them, yet they still don't mm-hmm. have a deal? So, yes, we've talked about this before, TJ. The 
so what was it John Passon? Joe Passon? John Passon. Jeff Passon. Jeff Passon. Hmm. He's that important to me. Um, <laughs> he actually put a tweet out in January that was like, here are what the player's looking for. And he basically nailed it exactly what the MLB owners had actually offered them offered them over a week, week ago, a week ago, and they denied all that. So he's like, this is what they would roughly be a very good deal. This is what his tweets had. A very good deal for the players would be, you know, the raise of the cap to like 220 or whatever it is. And um, I forgot, what was the other thing too? It was like, it was basically everything the MLB owners gave them. And minimums them. too. The minimums were up, and the minimums he put were lower than what the owners actually gave. He put like six thirty. They end up giving like seven hundred for the minimum yeah. salary. So the players are actually getting what they what Jeff Passett had said perceived would, as what they would want, what they would want. And now we're still in a lockout. So. Yeah, it, it seems like the players now are getting a little greedy and trying to fleece the mm-hmm. owners. Well, now they have the international yeah. draft that popped up. That um, popped out out of nowhere. And that's like, when the hell did this become an issue? So Max Scherzer. Yeah, he just recently tweeted something right now. Yeah, he said that's bullshit. Yeah, I know he does. Basically, Max Scherzer came out and said, the reporters are are saying that that's now, he goes, I was in Florida. Excuse me. I was in Florida. We never offered the international draft. We did discuss it, but MLB told us they were not going to offer anything for it. At that point, we informed all the players and agreed to no draft. He said, the MLB, this is MLB muddying the waters and deflecting blame. F- fans, please hang in there with us. See, so now they're sitting there going, so so what do you think about XYZ? Oh, I, I, you know, it is what it is. Okay, cool. And then the, it's not a part of negotiations. We're not negotiating about that. I just wanted to know what you thought about it. And then going out to the media going, so yeah, they refuse to negotiate about the international draft. I get it, but the, the, not for nothing, the owners have the ball in their court. They're showing exactly what they're offering to the players, and they're giving them a whole lot. And during the shit economy, okay, during coming off of shitty COVID bullshit years, you want us to feel bad for you? We don't. You're getting fucking a lot right now. They got robbed for the 20 years prior to COVID. Well, sucks to be them. Sucks to be their fucking players' yeah. association. Well, sucks to be to that. Them, then. Yeah. I mean, that's why they have a union. I don't give a fuck about them because I already said that if Brett Gardner is even a consideration for the Yankees, I'm not watching anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my so problem. Here's my real problem. Wait, Nick. Here's my actual problem: is that you have the players come out being like, "Well, everything the owners said was bullshit." Then you have the owners come out and say, "Everything the players say is bullshit." I so to us as fans, that. we don't fucking know anything. And it's absolutely ridiculous. All we know is we're not getting baseball. I'm getting annoyed. The yeah. opening day is now delayed to April 14th. They canceled two weeks of the season now, two full weeks of the season. And we still don't have baseball. So I don't really give a shit what either of them have to say. Because mm-hmm. to me, baseball's dead right now. That's it. I could, but honestly, I couldn't give a fuck less if the game the season is, is now delayed. I couldn't care less. It doesn't bother I, me either. I, I, I will tell you this right now. Right based now on last season, last season, I never turned off more baseball games in my life. I would watch the game. It would be like, oh, cool. Eight guys struck out in a row. <laughs> Turn it off. Shit. Trash. I mean, that Yankees oh, eight guys struck out in a row and the other six hit into the shift. Yeah, it's off. Yeah. That, well, that's one of the things. They banned the shift, which we were making fun of Joey Gallo because he was one of the guys who were like, I think he hits into the shift <laughs> 95% of the time. But I'm like, if you got to hit the ball in order for it to go into a shift or for you to even get a hit, like striking out every other, every, every other bat for Joey Gallo doesn't mean you're going to be better now because the shift's gone. That's you true. Know? 
Yeah, not I, nothing I, from from the outside looking in. This literally looks like the players are acting like Latrell Sprewell, like oh, twenty one million dollars. I got to feed my family. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like serious. essentially, it, it's dude. You it, you've gotten them to make a lot of concessions. They're not giving up fucking everything. No. Fuck the owners. Let them give up everything. No bu- bullshit, bro. Because the players right now are saying fuck the fans. About they don't have money. All right. The fucking Steinbrenners bought the Yankees for like one point two million dollars. It's worth six billion dollars right now. They it's ain't investing. Poor. Yeah, it's called investing. They made a good. Investment. They, ain't fuck, they ain't fucking poor. They ain't poor. I'm a fan. I don't want to hear that Hal Steinbrenner doesn't have the money to sign Carlos Correa, Aaron Judge, and everybody else on the fucking planet. He has the fucking money. He just doesn't want to. Steve well, Cohen's doing it right now. Yeah, but you're, 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 dude, you're you're fucking biased against people that have money, essentially. I'm not. I'm not, because Steve Cohen's doing it right now. He'll buy everybody if he needs to, because he doesn't a give a brand new owner. He wants to win forever. Because he wants suck. to win. He what? wants to win like George wanted to win. That's it. I so want to know that wants to win. You know what? It, you know what? When when fucking the Steinbrenners get involved in a Ponzi scheme and make a shit ton of money off of it, and then try to deflect that they weren't involved, and also get banned off the fucking stock market with all their fucking companies, you come talk to me because right now that guy's using stolen money to buy these fucking players. So why don't you learn how economy works and business works and fucking stolen money works before you want to throw other people's money around? Also, I will like to say is that. The, the I was the Will Ponds that got caught in a Ponzi scheme, by the way. So. Uh, wrong. Steve Cohen literally got banned from, and his companies <laughs> were banned. No, no, no. Excuse me. I'll go back to chipping balls. Co- collective, the, uh, the, the competitive balance tax is like the only thing I'm, I don't get why the owners are so against it. Like, I guess if you raise it, they like, there's no minimum. They don't have to spend that money to that threshold. Like, if anything, it helps people who are like the Yankees who are afraid to spend over it. Because they don't want to give money back. They don't want to look. A salary cap was invented so that they could argue why they shouldn't have to spend money. That's what it comes down to. If they raise the CBT right now, right, then the Yankees can't sit there and pretend that they're poor. No, I get that, but my so they don't is, want to raise it. But there's no minimums either, though. I, so I get like, that, but I'm saying is the rich teams. High. You're right, but the rich teams won't be able to justify not spending the money. Yeah, because they can't say we. Oh, we don't want to do luxury tax. We don't want to do the. That's, they can't. So the Yankees right now, if they raise the CBT right now, and the Yankees can't sit there and go, well, we can't afford Judge and Correa. But how is that good for baseball? When fucking, how is that good for baseball when you have the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the fucking Yankees essentially getting told that they're buying players again because they have the ability to spend that money? Yeah, it's going to happen again. How is that good yeah, for baseball? Every, every team has – look, the, the poor teams aren't even anywhere close to it. Aren't even close. They are close to it. That's what I'm saying. That, right. Yeah, we have – we have right. some guys. Max Scherzer's making more than the entire Angels and and A's. Or, no, I'm sorry, not the Angels. The A's and the Rays organizations put together. Max Scherzer's making more than them this year. I want an owner that wants to win. Nick, Dude. more of the problem is owners who don't spend. Like that's more of a problem for the because players. they don't care about winning. They run their business like a business, not like right, a to make money. Correct to make money. I, I want an owner that wants to win. Okay, well, so boycott fucking going to MLB games. I, I'm, I I don't have to. I am. The, the players are doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. Oh, they're essentially the holding doing out. It. They're essentially oh. holding out and saying, "Fuck you to me, Rook and Stout." <laughs> I don't feel bad for the players, bro. I don't I feel don't bad at all. Don't the only people who lose are the fans, people fans, like us who man. like watching baseball. The only, but you you don't feel bad for the owners. The only person making concessions is the fucking owners. What is the MLB? What are the players giving up? They gave Nothing. up more playoffs. They gave up a DH. They gave up a uh, bed in the shift. 
Wait a second, dude, dude, giving up a fucking DH like that's a loss, like that's a loss. It's sarcastic, TJ. I just wanted to get so so you can have people fucking play half the game (laughs) and still get paid fucking ten million dollars for the year. The fuck out of here! Yeah, that's a loss. Incredible for the players. That's a that's a absolutely the only the only side making concessions right now is the fucking owners. I don't feel bad for the players. They're sitting there on their high horse, like, nope, this is what we need to do. Dude, the uh, only people that are paying the price right now is the fans. And the only the only side of this that's keeping this going is the fucking players. So well, the, the owners players. are the ones who decided to show up in February to have the discussion. And then concede a whole bunch of shit and oh, give them like, what they were asking for. Explain to me why they showed up in February instead of in November. Because they wait till the last minute. Because they wanted to do this shit this way. That's why. Because of people like you. Yep, people like right, me. Well, I think we Who don't feel bad for millionaires. You're right. I don't death, feel bad anyway. for billionaires. Nick want to get involved at all, or is he still mad? I'm wondering if there, are there any updates to uh, what Phil Mickelson said with regard to the Saudi. Uh, so Phil Mickelson is essentially losing back. all his sponsors. And, yeah, that's and right. It, it, it's just they're just coming off. And I mean, I un- I understand it, but I'm not into cancel culture. We As fans, we want players to be candid, and the guy was candid. And is now paying the price for it. So, I mean, as much as the media wanted to shit on Marshawn Lynch for just running with the, you know, I'm just here because I have to be yeah, line, essentially. Or I just don't want to get fined or whatever it was. It's the safest thing to do. It's the safest thing to do. Like, the guy is candid. He says exactly how he feels. Whether it's right or wrong, that's not for me and you to judge because it's fucking how he feels. He's giving you his opinion. And now he's paying the price for it. And you you got a lot of people around the PGA Tour talking about, will he be allowed to play? Will the PGA come down and levy a suspension against the guy? And how is that good for the game? How is that good for the sport? How is that good for golf? I mean... To keep somebody out for words that weren't necessarily offensive, just something that people can't agree on. Right. When, when you already found out that the PGA essentially was trying to tell players, if you go play the Saudi League, it doesn't matter if you play one, one match or fucking five don't think you're coming back to play in the PGA. You know, so that, you're that trying to remind me of uh Prefontaine. I actually watched that movie and basically he was fighting for the same thing that like if if the if the governing body of racing like running, sprinting, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, didn't allow them, didn't like bless off on an event, they were banned from ever competing ever again. And he's like I just want to have like an exhibition against this other country cuz they beat me in the Olympics and I don't want to have to wait 4 years to see them again. Right. And they're like, well, we don't care. If you if you run against them, you're banned for life. Listen, there, there's a reason why in this country there's, you know, monopoly rules. And essentially the PGA is running a monopoly on golf. Those so, rules don't apply to um, sports. I, I understand that, but it, it, it's still the same thing. It, it's still no, I agree with you. I so, agree 100%. But for whatever I, reason, I, I mean, listen, I, I understand. The money the PGA has brought in, the money – people like phil mickelson has made off the pga it you could sit there and say that you know who's phil mickelson to talk he, he's you know richer than rich <clears throat> off the pga and all the efforts they made but at the same time you want a guy to speak candidly and he does and he's going to be penalized for it and now you have the cancel culture around it but the what did he really say he nothing terrible he no, essentially I, spoke from what i understood he didn't he didn't say anything awful it was just kind of like 
playing both sides of the coin. Seeing, he's, seeing both essentially, sides yeah. He was saying that, you know, my intention was to play the fucking Saudi League against the PGA to get us more rights, more rights to our, con- uh, our content. The fact that he's still pissed that he had to pay the PGA Tour to have the match, which we all enjoyed watching. I know I enjoyed watching all those matches. You got to pay to be able to play in the match. Sounds like maybe con- uh, maybe they need a union. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he walks right into that one, bro. I know Nick was smir- smirking at something like that. It had, it had, honestly, no, because you have you have players sitting there uh, siding with the PGA, trying to shit on Phil Mickelson, and most of the time it's players that didn't have have yet to make the money that Phil Mickelson and probably will never make the money Phil Mickelson has made. But Phil Mickelson made that on his own merit. I well, mean, that's because those players bootlicking. Let's be honest; those players are hoping to take Phil Mickelson's place. Right, right. They're, they're, yeah. you know, they're 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 siding on the uh, uh, on the fucking easy street. Let me not say anything fucking wrong because you already it's already been shown that you get punished for speaking candidly. You get punished for saying your opinion, whether it's popular or not. Okay, Phil Mickelson got shit on for giving his opinion that I'm going to move from California and move my brand from California because I'm sick of paying fucking. 38% tax on everything I win. California didn't help me fucking win these matches. It's my hard work, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into winning. Why am I giving 38% away to, to California? And and he got attacked for that. No one fucking likes to pay taxes. The, the worst thing that Phil Mickelson said was he played into the fact that the Saudi, the, uh, essentially what we all think about Saudi Arabia, that they killed that reporter Khashoggi. And oh, yeah. do, does he really want to take that money because it's blood money? But on the same side of the coin... it'd be good to have something to leverage against the PGA tour. So he says common sense fucking statements and everybody's up in arms about it. Come on. Well, Sal was saying uh, the WWE does Saudi events a lot and they get a lot of heat for doing it because of the blood money, I guess. (laughs) Right. Right, But listen, no one's going to tell you if there's, if there's money on the table. Okay. No one's going to tell, no one can sit there and say how you make your money. If it's legal, if it's legit, you don't give a fuck where the money comes from. I mean, yeah. nobody's I, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Dude, not even that. Bigger than that. Every fucking woman in this country that's married has a diamond ring on her fucking finger. Do you think that this came and, and, and went to the jewelry store with ease? No, that shit was dug out of the ground by fucking seven-year-olds. It, it, blood diamonds, essentially, by fucking people working in slave labor. Yeah, okay, about I think the last sounds like those kids did a union. (laughs) (laughs) We need sharper tools. (laughs) We're we're joking around about the wrong thing because I feel for those people, but at the same time, not a single fucking woman in this country rocking a fucking four carat ring on their finger is gonna be like, Oh, but yeah, I'm so against you know slave labor. It's like, yeah, well, that fucking ring on your finger says different. Okay, it, it end of the story. Money talks, and all the bullshit walks. So right. I, I I tend to side with Phil Mickelson on this, but the heat's coming because the PGA has a monopoly on it, and they have the ability to do it. So they're gonna do it, and they're gonna teach everybody a fucking lesson. Listen, it, wrap it up. Phil Mickelson is good for the game of golf, and trying to bar him or ban him or keep him away, especially after the guy just won the fucking or, or came in second place for the the pip that they uh, put out there. He he brings eyes to the game of golf. No, he definitely does. He's definitely one of those guys that are like uh no he's good for the rock. game of golf, 
Thomas Doyle Jr. is uh is good for the game of golf. That's not true at all. I'm all for he the talks game about of golf. it on this show and brings it to the eyes and ears of millions. There are literally hundreds of greenskeepers that will say different after I leave fucking monster divots around the fairways that they have to then repair from throwing your clubs. <laughs> not not just that. Just I, I I'm a big chunker of the ball, so I suck. But <laughs> I, I mean. Listen, when Phil Mickelson's wife was going through breast cancer, right? I forget what tournament it was. Forgive me. But when everybody else was walking away from the tournament, Phil Mickelson stayed for two hours signing autographs. You can't say he's not good for the game. You can't say he's not a fan fucking favorite. The guy's a stand-up guy. He's a money guy, though. So you can't fucking fault the guy for trying to play whatever he has to play to make more money for himself. We're all out there to make money. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Phil. Listen, I it love Phil Mickelson, so I, I I hope it turns around for him. I don't appreciate I, and I don't respect the players that are very quick to side with the PGA and turn on him because he made candid statements. He has the fucking right. It's called the First Amendment. That wraps up this week of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. We appreciate you sitting here and listening to us rant and rave, and we'll catch you again next week from me, the Rook, TJ, Stack Guy, Sal. Thank you to our guests. We appreciate you. TJ, thanks for coming this week. I'm gonna get a union group of TSS fantasy and Matt of the the squared circle. Stay rock. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 